See ya. Oh. Yep. Crowbar Colonel Panic, episode 38. Uh, Discord is in the show notes. Uh, we are live streaming on YouTube. Oh, we're not live streaming. We're pre-recording, and we're going to be posting this to YouTube <laughs> and to anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, the podcast, the audio podcast has been doing good, even even while we've been away. We've still been getting... Well, that's good. We've still been getting downloads, so uh, that's good to know. Dude, podcast listeners are solid. YouTube, yeah. YouTube viewers are fickle. <laughs> I don't think it's YouTube viewers. I don't think it's the viewers. Yeah. I think it's YouTube itself. Just It's just stupid. The whole I think thing. I think it's just I I don't know I think you gotta like really compete in the algorithm you know you really do you yeah. gotta like just game yeah. the system or else you're done right well speaking <laughs> of which uh, please like and subscribe comment on this video <laughs> so this episode is gonna be a bit of a free form one we haven't gotten together in a while and truth be told we really were not prepared for this episode but <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh it's just been it's just been too long so we 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 didn't wanna we didn't wanna miss it um. I have had a lot of, I had COVID. Yeah. You had a lot going on. Yeah. I I have also was going through a transition at work. Well, this week, my first week in the new positions, everything is great. I get to work from home like 80% of the time. Um, it's, uh, I actually think it's going to give me a lot more free time. Like I was busy there for a while while I was trying to do both, you know, trying to juggle both positions. Um, right but now that I'm completely settled in one, I think I think this is going to be you know it's going to give me a lot more free time to do yep, things like this. Pro- probably so. Yeah, you're also going through a new transition, which could yep. be the opposite. You're eating up time, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is the thing. This is the thing. The first like month of this yeah. is going to be like go 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 because right. the guy I'm I'm helping out has been mm. like backed up with work because he he's yeah. been his own manager and his support yeah for his whole entire group so now we're going through the backlog and doing all these things so once that month's over i'm gonna have two days of work from home that i can okay. use so that'll be super nice so i think i think in the long run this is gonna be good for both of us <laughs> and yeah. the podcast so we gotta yeah. get through the hurdle though yeah definitely definitely Yep. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, it's good to be on the other side of it. And, uh, you know, you can't complain about, uh, about having good work. Um, no. So, uh, let's see, where do we want to start first? We've got, uh, I can give you a little bit of an arc update, I guess. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way. Cause well, nothing much has changed on my end at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for, for me, not, not, not much has changed. Um, so with kernel 6.1 and with the up most up to date uh, Mesa drivers um I was I was able to, I was having the flashing screen problem that was where we left off right. in in the right. arc saga. Um yep. right now I'm still on windows um but I but I did make some headway. So I found a setting and it wasn't specific to the arc A770 it was just a like a lot of times people with Intel, especially on integrated graphics on laptops, would have this screen flickering issue. Because I started thinking, maybe this is an Intel thing. I've never had an Intel card before. It, it could just be some sort of Intel issue with my motherboard right. or with, you know, th- there's something there. Yeah. And so I just took RK770 out of my search and I just started looking up Intel graphics, flickering screen, you know, Fedora ah, 35 or whatever. That's, that's smart. Yep. I, um, I found that uh, there there was a setting. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't have it in front of me now to to go through it, but there there was a certain flag that you could set. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it was was it was some sort of auto adjust mechanism where Intel was trying to um, do some sort of like adjustment mm. based on your your monitor's like refresh rate or something. Right, I don't know. right. Um, Screen resolution just, refresh, whatever, something like that. Yeah. Right, and I just turned that off so that it wouldn't try to make that constant adjustment. It would just like find one and stick to it. Yeah, and, even if it's wrong, it would still stick to it. Right, and yeah. doing that, the screen flickering went away, and okay. I I thought my problem was solved. I thought that fixed everything. I can I can use my my Linux uh, drive now, and um, while I was you know starting to set things up and like start using the system again. I had like the screen just like completely cut off and then came back on with like mm. a pop noise. Now the pop noise was because my speakers are running through the display port. 
Well, that's it, good. <laughs> it wasn't like my monitor popping and like like breaking. Capacitor gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that happened like once, and I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of a weird thing. Let's see how far I get. But it started happening like more frequently, and it, right. And, I just didn't feel comfortable um, on this extremely overpriced monitor that I have. I'm not trying to blow it up <laughs> just to use Fedora over Windows. Um, so that's where I'm stuck now. So the, the, the issue did improve by changing that flag, um, but it's not gone away completely. Now, I'm hopeful that this new release of Fedora, Fedora 38, it, they're, they're, they're moving to 6.2. Yep. Um, and yep. They are going to GNOME 44, which I don't think will have anything to do with my issue. But if they're if they're going to 6.2, I'm hoping that they also have, you know, whatever it is that I'm missing to make this work, mm-hmm. like is also baked in. Um, so I'm looking I mean, forward maybe to trying Wayland that. Improvements. I maybe even Wayland improvements will fix things, too. I mean, you're trying this on X also, right? So, yeah, that's another thing, too, is without that flag set, I couldn't even get X to load. Oh, so loading okay. Wayland would give me screen flicker. X would just air out. It would never, it would never load. Interesting. And okay. whenever I would do it from a terminal so I could see if I had, uh, you know, if I, if I found the, the standard out to the error message, it would say like it couldn't find display. Mm, um, okay. And, and so the way I got around that was that definitely had to do with my monitor situation because um, right, I still right. have my old, I hooked up my old monitor. It's just a 1080 uh, monitor and it came up no problem. X loaded right away. I didn't even need to change that flag. So it's got something to do with my monitor and, and this graphics card. Right. Okay. I, I mean, gotcha. my monitor worked fine before on my NVIDIA card. Right. Um, so it's not like something like is like broken. It's just some sort of compatibility. There's some, there's something right. about. Yep. And this is like I have an Alienware. Um, uh, it's a very it's it is it's the most advanced piece of hardware that I have on my computer. Is this crazy monitor? And <laughs> and so it's probably it, it's probably some you know it's probably I don't know some HDR or something that is 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 not stupid fangled technology. I know I should you know that is there's a benefit to having especially with things like uh, monitors. Like there's a benefit to just having one that is like a good resolution and just. It just does what it's supposed to yep. do, and yep. nothing like a more. Display. That's it. Not right. even. Yeah. Nothing this else. one's got like LEDs yep. that light up the wall behind you and all this kind of stuff. Like I don't. I, at the end of the day, I don't need any of that. I just need it to not flicker like crazy whenever I try to. <laughs> I just need it to display something. <laughs> what it's meant to do. Right. Yeah. So so that's uh, <laughs> that's what I've been dealing with there. But uh, but yeah. So Fedora thirty eight. Are, are yep. you? What do you? How do you feel about GNOME forty four? I haven't even used anything that that has GNOME forty four so, yet. Like I've I've said, I've been using Fedora Rawhide for probably mm. about over a month now, I'd say. Okay. And number one, as cutting edge as it is, it's very yeah. stable. I haven't had one problem. And two, I really like where GNOME is going now because now they finally, I mean, they, sh- they should have had this before, but they finally have like system tray items. Again, uh, they're in the okay. in the drop down on the um, uh, where the power menu is and everything. They're in there. All your running apps. Yeah. Well, so they're not displayed on the screen like all, at all times, like Windows has them. But um, you can get to them. Yeah, and some distros would would flavor that in to their. Yeah, their I mean, you can add it in. Yeah, you can yeah. add it in with um, extensions. I mean, yeah. that, that you could. I mean, you can extend gnome to be like plasma basically if you really right. wanted to but is it going to work when it updates that's the problem yeah with, that's with what that. i always felt like uh, in the early days of of gnome whenever they switched was uh that it was like you could doctor it up but by the but by the time you had everything set the way you wanted it you had like 30 extensions <laughs> yeah you know and yep i think to really get the best performance out of it you want to have minimal extensions but yep. there's some things that they didn't have before that maybe yep. i wonder if they're doing some sort of study where they're like well most of our users tend to to add that extension so maybe there's a way we can just make that a part of gnome you don't have to use the i think anymore. i think they are now starting to see so before i believe they were going the opposite way where they were like all right we're stripping everything out and we're going to do it the way we want and yeah. now i feel like they're going into this transition period where they're starting to listen to the people who use it 
and and I I, I don't think they're a hundred percent you know listening to everyone, but they're definitely somewhat listening to ad features in that people like actually need. It's not yeah. a want; it's a need. You know, like Discord. You exit out of Discord. It's still running in the background, and you have no clue where, where <laughs> yeah. is it. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, like that—that that is a—that's definitely a need um, to have. So, yeah, um, I like it. Uh, there's better. Um, there's better uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi controls. It has a little more granular, um, almost kind of like a little Android-ish, maybe. I guess you could say mm. where there's like little drop downs and stuff like that within. Um, the uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all that stuff. Uh, some power options. I think they had the power option before. Like if you have an Intel, obviously if you have AMD, it doesn't work. But if you have Intel, you can choose between performance, um, regular, whatever. I don't know, medium, whatever. And then low yeah. power, power savings, whatever. Um, but for Ryzen, I don't have that option, unfortunately. But whatever. Um, there's, there is a bunch of other stuff that they that they added into little things here and there, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think I like the way Gnome's been going and, uh, I, man, I, I'm hoping. Yeah. I like the oh. way Gnome's been going. I like the way Fedora's been going for yeah. Ubuntu had a release recently. I could care less. <laughs> I'm like, what's Ubuntu? What is that? Maybe I should try that, dude. I would try anything. If my monitor starts flicking on flickering on your distro, I'll be a fan for life. Someone, someone needs to just someone out Fix there the art make, problem yeah someone needs to make an intel alienware distro that's like just for my setup yep um, um but yeah but but <laughs> but specifically on arc with with my setup even on rawhide which is yeah. on uh 6.3 dot whatever kernel i mean it's i think it's on rc8 now or something like that even with that i still only have one monitor working that's the crazy. other one what was that I said, that's crazy. Yep. I mean, and it's using Mesa, the, the get Mesa. So it's as high, mm -hmm. basically as, as cutting edge as cutting you can edge get. That, yeah. yeah. It's even more cutting edge than arch. Unless of course you like custom, you know, add in the Git repos and stuff. Um, yeah, but my second monitor still is, it's basically like 480p, <laughs> just a little tiny square on the side. But you got something at all though. That's crazy. I do have, I do have a second monitor and the first monitor works perfectly fine. So I'm I'm happy with that, but the problem is I can't do like podcasts or too much gaming with it because I like to have my Discord over here or yeah. my like game guide or whatever because I'm you know I don't really care about all that trying to find my stuff myself. If I get too frustrated with the game, I'll look it up. But oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but the, um that yeah, that's crazy. So. That's that's so bizarre to me that you, it detects it and it yep. even. It just says generic there. display. It doesn't say like anything else. It's, and I'm just like, uh, I has, know. I feel like our two issues have to be related somehow. Like once they fix, there's some tweak. Yep. There's a zero that yep. should be a one somewhere. And then both I, I of our like, problems are going to resolve. I feel like the Windows versus Linux like um, development in Intel right now is like a 90-10 split. Oh, if yeah, not 95-5 yeah, yeah. split. Because... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're killing it on Windows. I mean, they are putting out. Oh, I love after, this graphics card update. I, I, I dude, hate, me too. Every episode <laughs> is every episode is going to be the same until they finally until we finally find a fix for this. But like, yes. I love this graphics card. It's running great games great on Windows. Yep. I think yep. it's the best buy that you like. It's it's such 100 percent best investment buy. if yep. you are a Windows gamer. But like, I I really don't. I I don't. I I want to be back on on Fedora, and uh, it just is it's just it just it's just a struggle. But yep. it will it will get there. It will get it there. will. And I think six dot four is going to be at least the start of getting there because I feel like that has then, to be it. Then yeah, then they are gonna add all this stuff because that's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing six dot four is when they're really gonna start adding all these driver yeah, updates and, into the kernel. You know, I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to be like pessimistic, but uh let me let me be a little pessimistic here for just a minute. <laughs> we said all that about six point two. <laughs> yep, we did. You're not wrong. You're not we wrong. We said all the same stuff. So I, I believe it when I see it. When it whenever it happens, we'll report on the show and then there's going to be a boom in uh yep. in, in but I mean, at least, purchases. At least now there's like articles, multiple articles that I've yeah. seen that Intel has actually talked about this with. Hmm. So at least there's a little more hope, but you know, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, I can still Linux game. I can still do some <laughs> Linux gaming on my Steam Deck. Just has a seizure warning a little bit. Oh, yeah, on your Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I can that play, thing, what's that? <laughs> I can play any game on uh, on my Linux system uh, with the flashing screen as long as <laughs> I just pretend like it's like some kind of hard mode or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> if I blink, if I blink at the same rate, <laughs> then it'll work. I put it in front of some kind of fan or something. What's your um, blink rate? <laughs> what blink hertz do you got? <laughs> um, but uh, Proton 8.0 release. So this is a big milestone release. Big uh, yeah. Um, compatibility. Definitely a big one improvement upgrade on many titles the article i have up here doesn't have a full list but i think probably the most noteworthy is um is uh dead space the the remake yep they improve support for the steam deck but of course you know it'll improve uh for linux desktop as well and uh man i should have purchased i should have purchased deep space i, mean, I still can <laughs> there's nothing keeping me from it now um, but, uh, I think I'm going to have to pick up dead space on the PC. Um, whenever it came out, well, not, it came out before, but not, not far from, it was like a stone throw right. away from, um, resident evil four. And I have just loved all the resident evil remakes that have come out so far. Right. Right. And I really felt like that was the way to go. And also this past year, I purchased a PlayStation five from a coworker. And, um, and so I was like, man, instead of getting it on PC, I should, I should buy it on PlayStation because so far I've got a PlayStation five and like, I don't have any games for it. I never <laughs> play it. My wife plays it all the time. My son plays it, but like, literally I don't have any games. I have, uh, games that I already have on PC. Like I have final fantasy, uh, right. the final fantasy seven remake. I just, it, it's, uh, it's part of PlayStation, their monthly subscription thing on, mm. uh, so I have it on the PS5 also, but like, there's not a game on the PlayStation that I don't already have in Steam. So like, there's no, there's nothing. So I said, well, I'll buy Resident Evil Four for the PlayStation. That way, I'm also playing a Resident right. Evil game on PlayStation. It feels right, you know. And I gotta say, it's <laughs> it's a great game. But like, I I should have got it for PC because like, I never get to use the PlayStation. My wife is always on the PlayStation, so I should have got it on the PC. And I'm also thinking. It is so similar. It's a really good. It's a really uh -huh. good remake. I'm sure most people that are interested in it have already picked it up and probably already beaten it by now. Um, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't got to play it. I'm still in the first chapter. Um, it's a really good remake. It feels so nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but yet it's it is different. Um, it's modernized in a, in a big way. And this is the same kinds of things I'm hearing about Dead Space. Is that yeah um yeah it's, it's definitely nostalgic I've heard a lot to of the original yeah but it's it's way more modernized and, and yeah i i just i just heard that the like the atmosphere is so much more like creepy yeah. i guess like even though the first one was definitely yeah, like was, you know, that but, creep factor was there you know i bought the uh there was a bundle that happened where you could buy the original games um like the whole set for like less than twenty dollars right right and um i haven't installed them but i bet if i went back and played that first game it wouldn't feel as atmospheric as i remembered it feeling back then <laughs> <laughs> i mean i played through it like pretty recently probably like oh really okay like two or three years probably like that yeah and um it might have been a little longer than that but it, it was within five years definitely and i mean i it was it still holds up it does I mean, maybe now, right now, at this very moment, it might be a little bit, you know. Well, now getting it's there. going to get compared to the remake, right? That's what which I'm saying. Make it feel yeah. really dated, but before that, yeah, right, exactly. I, I think I think it's still pretty good, um, but yeah, that's definitely one I kind of want to pick up because I love the Dead Space series. Like I played all three of them. Uh, is there four? Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah I, so There's, I didn't play. The I didn't. Fourth I only one. played the first one. I played but, uh, the first three, and that's it. Then there was also so. recently a game that came out that uh, that was like very similar to Dead Space. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember hearing about it. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm having a Mandela effect because um, apparently Dead Space Four was canceled in 2013. Okay, okay. Yes, now I remember. Yes. I was hyped for four. I, I, yeah, I remember this. 
and then they cancel it. And I was one of those people that were just like, screw EA, you know, they're, they can rot, whatever, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my, uh, <laughs> my steam. I had, I, cause when I said that I doubted myself. And so I went and looked at my right. steam library. Yeah. And there's, it only goes up to three. Yep. Well, um, they also, uh, list improvements to final fantasy 14, um, which I, oh, yeah. I, I have, you know, I've, I have a, I, I don't have it turned on now, but I have had a final fantasy 14 subscription, like since the game. Right. Um, first, uh, they did like sort of like a rebirth kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it has ran great on Linux, like basically the whole time that it's been released. So I don't know what improvements they made, but I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was running great before, but I think there was recently some changes that might have like messed up the launcher. Yeah. I was going to say any game like that, like we both know if it's an online game, there's going to be breaking changing. stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I think so. the launcher broke for a while. I actually even remember us talking about how to fix it on the show. Yeah. I, well, I bet that is the improvement. I bet they fixed the launcher. I'm sure that's probably it because it's the same with Witcher when the Witcher um 4.0 update came out with ray tracing and all that they had a launcher now which makes me uh launchers just don't even get me started on launchers i hate (laughs) all launchers but anyway they had a launcher and you had to disable the launcher to actually get it to run it's like come on people let's just not be stupid and not put freaking random launchers and all this crap a lot of times those things like use some kind of weird browser or something that they yeah that they can't like port to proton um i just or, don't i don't know yeah anyway so improvements to uh proton 8 and uh i wonder if glorious Eggroll already has his proton 8 ge out <laughs> uh, i mean with him probably <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it i'm just gonna see what <laughs> proton ge is out it's probably already out um so uh one of the main topics i wanted to do on this episode i thought would be fun because i knew we had we had kind of a wishy-washy episode coming up because I knew that neither one of us had time to really prepare any news items or anything like that. Um, we we have a growing uh, there's we're we're starting to get suggestions for Godot Engine because um, we talked about Unity a lot. Uh, you've been playing with RPG Maker. I feel yep. like we need to lean into this game, get this game dev thing more. Um, and with all the stuff going on in my life recently, I've not done any <laughs> game development. I actually yep, did work I, on my game yep. a little bit when I had COVID, but, but not, not a lot. Um, uh, so I, I want to try to do more check-ins with that. And I want to do like a, a Godot, I might download Godot cause it's free, um, yeah. and, and play yeah, around yeah. with it. Cause I want to switch to it, but I just already feel invested in unity. I've already bought like packages and stuff for unity and I don't want that to go to waste. And I'm like, I want at least finish one game on unity before i <laughs> yeah. try something else i know exactly what you mean dude but that could be a sunk cost fallacy right like it could be the thing where it's like because i spent money in it i'm gonna end up sticking with this yeah and, and then it's not better. gonna be what you want right yep. yeah so i don't know i think i should try it out just to see yeah um, i totally get you there like if i could choose one to love i think i would rather love godot than than yep. unity um but also, uh, I'm interested in RPG Maker again. I know that uh, the new one's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, waiting on that. Eventually, eventually, it's coming yeah. out. Um, I'm probably not going to get it just because it's going to be pretty expensive at first. But you know, yeah, I'll wait till it goes on sale. <laughs> it always, goes yeah, which there might was, be a while. But there was a sale not too long ago. But but uh, I saw an RPG Maker sale recently, and and uh, but I at the time I didn't have any money, so I was like, even though it's on sale, I'm not buying. It. Yep. Yep, I know what you mean there. I mean, to be honest, if I would go back, I would probably do what you said too and yeah. got the better the the more up-to-date version than the one yeah. I got because yeah. it does hold you back a little bit even though people did kind of say that it was worse, but at the same time I don't think it really is. <laughs> I I'm I'm with you. I did I made the same mistake, so we're in the same boat together. But so my interesting fun topic for this episode. I wanted to talk about chat gpt and <laughs> game development so everybody is like chat gpt is like all the craze now everybody's worried that it's gonna take over every attorney's <laughs> yeah. job every uh no one's gonna need to write anything anymore because you can just ask chat gpt to write it yep and um and i've been playing around with it i've actually been using it like legitimately using it to uh write <laughs> show descriptions um not for actually i think i did do one for 
our most recent episode of the podcast. <laughs> but the podcast that I've been doing, Fireside Palaver, uh, with a buddy of mine, we're reading fantasy books, fantasy novels, and uh, we nice. we just review fantasy novels. Um, I wrote almost every one of those descriptions using ChatGPT. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. And, and I don't take what I do is I I tell it I tell it the content of the show. Then I ask it, what would be uh, like good um, buzzwords? Like what would be good tags to tag yeah. on yeah, yeah, a yeah. YouTube video that was about this subject? And and then and then I'll say, help me write a description for the video <laughs> using those tags. And then it'll write some cheesy description. Right. And then I'll copy that and then paste it. But then I'll change it so that it sounds more like my natural speaking language. Right, right. Um. But uh, I did some game dev stuff. I haven't used any of this, and we could talk about it on the show, and, and I don't care if somebody uses it because I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but one of the first things I tried was I, I said, well, I wonder if Chad GPT could help me um, come up with a plot for, for a video game. And right, right. I asked it. Let me see if I can find. It came up with it. All right. It even came up with a name called Abyssal Gate. So. Mm. I asked ChatGBT. I had just finished reading the book um, Hellmouth by Giles Christian, which is um, which is this um, historical fantasy. Um, it's a short story. It's really short, but hmm. it's just about this like it's basically like a Diablo esque like descent into okay. hell, to right. demons and stuff. And uh, but it's based on this like like real life historical legend. Uh, like, Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I said, uh, to chat GPT, I said, help me write a dark fantasy story similar to Hellmouth by, uh, Giles Christian. Um, <laughs> I want to make a survival horror game from this story. And so, uh, chat GPT said, sure, I can help with that. And then, uh, it gave me a few different examples. So it says title, the cursed well overview. The game takes place in a small village called Oakwood, which is hilarious because I went to Oakwood Elementary School when I was a kid. Nice. Um, <laughs> Maybe it small... knows where you live and it just kind of right, picked that. Yeah. It's like looking at all my details, <laughs> finding stuff that will please me. Um, <laughs> it's in a small village called Oakwood, located deep in a dense forest. The village is built around a mysterious well, which the villagers believe to be cursed. Strange occurrences have been happening in Oakwood lately, and the villagers are getting more and more anxious. You play as a stranger who has arrived in Oakwood seeking shelter from a storm, only to find that the curse of the well is real and the village is now a breeding ground for unspeakable horrors. Um, <laughs> and it says Act 1. And it broke it up in the, diff in the various acts. Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> the game, and it knows it's a game. The game starts with the player arriving in Oakwood seeking shelter from a raging storm. The player can interact with the villagers who are in initially friendly, but seem to be hiding something. The player can explore the village and learn about the, the curse of the well, which is said to be the source of all the evil that plagues the village. Hmm. The player can also find clues and tools that will, that will be useful in surviving the horrors to come. Um, another interesting thing about how it, it's using Giles Christian's story. So mm. Hellmouth, the ti uh, hence the title Hellmouth, is about this uh, like mysterious well that's like in this uh, this ah. like there's like a castle in the woods, but it's like a right. non-strategic place, and you eventually figure out that the castle's to hold something in, not to keep, not to protect something, but to to lock something in. Yeah, and gotcha. At the center yep. of the castle is this like. A big open hole and so it took that and that's how it it's that's it's relaying that by telling about this well in this village interesting so, act two the descent the player discovers <laughs> I wonder where that's hidden, gonna be. yeah the player discovers a hidden tunnel that leads down to the cursed well as the player descends deeper into the tunnel the atmosphere becomes more and more ominous the player encounters the the first monsters which are grotesque mutations of the villagers who have succumbed to the curse. The player must use their wits and weapons to survive and navigate the labyrinth tunnels, uh, labyrinthian tunnels 
leading to the cursed well. Um, and that's uh, so so you can see how now it's bringing in some Resident Evil. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, got the some like Resident Evil Four, stuff. maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, but it, it reminds me of uh, oh, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, if it comes to me later, I'll, I'll bring it up. But there, but there's a uh, first person shooter that's made in this like uh, this like really uh, like boomer shooter style. Um, but it's this sort of thing where you're like kind of going through like this medieval village and having to shoot hmm. these cursed villagers. Um, act three, the abyss, the player reaches the cursed well, which is a portal to a hellish dimension of darkness and torment. <laughs> the player must fight their way through hordes of demons and monsters, including the source of the curse, a powerful demon Lord. The demon Lord is invulnerable to weapons and can only be defeated by finding and destroying the artifacts that bind it to the mortal realm the player must hmm. use their knowledge of the village's history and lore to find the artifacts and that use sounds... them to defeat the, the villain lord yes yeah, so that's bringing in like the that, oh, you that gotta go find a key cool. you gotta like yep. yeah that's the that's the resident evil stuff again like, like you kind of like go to fight it and then it's like oh no i can't defeat it i have to figure out how to do this and you got to like, go back <laughs> i don't know maybe i should make this game actually this is really good yeah it sounds amazing <laughs> so then act four the aftermath so we're, we're almost at the conclusion uh the player emerges victorious but scared from their encounter with the curse of the well the village is in ruins and the survivors are traumatized and and distrustful the player must decide whether to stay and help the survivors rebuild the village or leave and never look back. The conclusion. <clears throat> the Cursed Well is a survival horror game that takes the player on a journey. Oh, so it's just concluding this whole, all these acts and what it gave me. Um, the Cursed Well is a survival horror game that takes the player on a journey through a dark and terrifying world of curses, demons, and unspeakable horrors. Inspired by Hellmouth by Giles Christian, uh, <laughs> the game combines elements of action, exploration, and puzzle solving to create truly immersive and unforgettable experience. Um, do you think this storyline would make for an engaging game? Oh, and I never answered it. <laughs> It even uh, asks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I, I, haven't, I haven't tried. So please give me your input. <laughs> it just said, great. <laughs> if you have any further questions of development, come feel free. <laughs> wow. Great. Dude. Now I'm going to use this to make 5,000 others that sound just like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I asked it a few different scenarios of like, give me a fantasy version of Resident Evil uh, what would a fantasy version? Uh, I was just giving it like different survival horror games, but trying to put it in a fantasy setting. Um, that actually going back and rereading that one, that actually is really inspiring. And that's what I yeah. can say about chat GPT that I've seen so far is that like, it seems, Oh, and this is, I made it do it twice. That was its second iteration. I just realized you can look at your history. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, it's good for like inspiration because I also used it for a D and D session um, because what what got me thinking about Chat GPT was whenever all of the discussion was going on around the Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yep, the the movie uh, gaming license. No, the, the gaming license that they did. Oh, so they, oh, oh, oh. They had this big dilemma. It's it's all passed now, and it actually settled. I would say amicably. Um, but there was a, they were they they have like an open gaming license with Dungeons and Dragons where developers can uh, use their rule set and their game system and some of their world even um, like right. some of of their actual uh, like you can't use everything in the Dungeons and Dragons IP but they have certain things that are allowed and um, they were using that to make their own content and publishing it third party right and they were they threatened to revoke that. Um, and, uh, they were, they're trying to get people to sign on to this new license. And it was a really cool story that actually we probably should have talked about on here because it was closely related to open source and they actually use Linux as their example of how they wanted things to work. Right. It was a really yep. cool situation. Well, all that kind of got settled and, uh, they're not revoking it now. They are coming out with like new content. They probably will have some sort of new license, but, but as far as what exists today, they're going to, they're going to keep under this same license. But, one of the things that was brought up while that was going on was that uh, Wizards of the Coast was trying to introduce AI dungeon masters, and 
they were mm. going to like try to like get rid of the classic, you know, you got a you got a group that sits at a table and there's a dungeon master. Um, right. A lot of that was hyperbolic. I don't think Dungeons and Dragons never wants to get rid of that image. I think that image is what Dungeons and Dragons is and I don't think they ever are trying to step away from that. But Right, right. But that whole that whole situation got me thinking about uh how could you use AI to 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 in your in your games? Like how could how could you implement it? So I had a situation where my my players in Dungeons and Dragons were given a choice and based on if they went one way, they were going to basically be leaving my campaign entirely and going into the Underdark. If they went another way, they'd continue my campaign. But even still, I had like a situation that I wanted ChatGPT to help me with. And so I, I right. said, uh, I, I basically started asking these questions to ChatGPT. Um, and um, I said... Is there a Dungeons and Dragons item that can be used to manipulate a dragon? Hmm. And and without going into all the detail of the story, it would make sense if you were in my campaign. But right, yeah, <laughs> I got, I get the gist of what you're saying. Right, yeah. So it spilled out. Oh, and by the way, some of my players sometimes listen to the podcast. Stop listening because we haven't gotten to this part of the story. Yet. Uh, <laughs> Skip spoiler, ahead. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead. Uh, so uh, the chat GBT gives me five examples of items in Dungeons and Dragons that can be used to uh, manipulate a dragon. It says there's a thing called a dragon orb, a dragon staff, a dragon okay. lance, a ring of dragon control, a helm of dragon command. Um, and then um, it gave me a little bit of a description of these items. And then I said, the dragon orb, the dragon orb sounds, sounds cool. Could it be made of chardolin? Um, chardolin is an element that is introduced in this Icewind Dale campaign that we're playing through right now. It's mm -hmm. not like a common item in Dungeons right. and Dragons. It's just part of this campaign. And you see in my response there, I didn't give ChatGPT any of that information. I just said, could yeah. it be made of Shardlin? And right. he said, yes, it's definitely possible to have a dragon orb made of Shardlin in Dungeons and Dragons. Shardlin <laughs> is a magical material that was first introduced in Icewind Dale campaign setting. And wow. has since became a popular element in D&D &D lore. <laughs> it's a black mineral, and then it gives me some description using Charlene yep. to make a dragon. Yada yada yada. Uh, oh, oh, this is interesting. He says, uh, ChatGPT says, um, using Charlene to make a dragon orb would give it some unique properties. For hmm. example, the orb could have the ability to store magical energy and spells cast on it, and then release that energy to influence a nearby dragon. The Charlene, so so hmm. it's it, it gives you it find wow. it finds a way to work it into this lore like it's it's yeah that's it's pretty so freaking good. cool. Um, so I said, how would you destroy such an item? He it gives me some examples of how you could unmake right. it, um, all this different stuff, and then I started thinking, well, if my players find this item, what's I don't want them to carry it for the rest of the campaign. I don't want them to control every dragon they encounter, right? <laughs> yeah, and, there's got to be like a stipulation where it like it's destroyed or something. Yeah, it yeah. only works once or something like that. It only works so, once, yeah. So I said, if I don't want my players to keep the orb, what disadvantage <laughs> could it bring to deter them from holding it? And then ChatGPT says, if you don't want your players to keep the Shardland Dragon Orb in Dungeons & Dragons... There are several there are several disadvantages you could introduce, and it gives me five examples um, with descriptions, but I'm not going to read all that. Uh, yeah, so, right, right. Uh, dragon's attention, corruption, magic backlash, curse, alignment shift. Um, and then I said, I like option two, so that was the corruption. Do you have a D100 table I could use for corruption? <laughs> and then ChatGPT said, certainly. Here's oh a gosh. D100 table of possible corruptions from the Shardland uh, Dragon Orb. And it gives me a hundred examples. You can make a whole campaign with this. I know. It gives me, it gave me a hundred examples that you could roll. So if my players hold on to this thing for too long, then I roll on this table and it, it could land on uh, like one of them is madness. The player becomes right. insane and may act erra uh, erratically or rationally. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, it really is a really cool tool that I think you could use. I mean, I think the possibilities are are endless within the realm of game yeah. development and 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 yes, uh, especially if it knows that much about the lore, you know, like yeah, because because I would have said it without ChatGPT, 
I would have said, uh, oh, yeah, the big bad guy has this uh, necklace. That whenever you use it, uh, it can call the dragon back. And then my players would have been like, okay, we'll call the dragon back. And then they'd be like, can it control the dragon? And I'd be like, um, uh, yeah, maybe it controls the dragon. You know what I mean? Like I would have gotten caught in this situation where it wouldn't have been. But But this made it seem like it came from the campaign material. Like I didn't just make it up. And... Um, you know, also I have a way now to keep my players from like holding on to it for too long, but like in, in the realm of uh Godot or unity or RPG maker game development, like the first example there, if we took that uh, abyssal, I can't remember what it's, it was called again, but if, yeah. we, if we took that game that it said, okay, here's act one, here's act two, you could break that down even further and say, okay, well within act one. Right. What types of puzzles could my player have to solve? Like it could give you all sorts of like yeah. ideas for how to develop. <laughs> it, it could literally right? write your game for you, like as far <laughs> yeah. as the storyline goes. <laughs> so what what do you think the consequences of this will be? Like what do you think? I mean, people are already writing books with it. There's there's yep. people that basically yep. just there there there's literally dads having it write uh like bedtime stories for their kids. Oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've heard all sorts of crap. It's it's nuts what they're having. It's not always do. correct either, by the way. No, you know, no, no, way. no. You do have to fact check, definitely, especially if you're looking for something very specific. Um, for example, like with coding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've had it had give me some examples that are just flat out wrong and don't work <laughs> at all. <laughs> I haven't tried it for any of that yet. Um, my coworker, one of the guys that replaced me at my old job, right. Um, he was telling me that he was using it for, um, examples in, uh, power BI, like, uh, DAX, um, yeah. formulas. And I, I don't know how successful he was. I was just like, Oh, well, for examples, right. it's very, it's very good. Like if yeah. you, if you want an example specifically for what you're doing, yeah. other than uh, rather than finding online and like finding a bunch of crap that means nothing to you it's right. really well it, it's really good at doing that man um yeah i'm not really scared of it i think i'm not it, either i think it honest. still needs enough guidance that like you have to know it i almost think it's like a new engineer like i think that there'll be like a like a ai chat engineer like that'll be a position yep. in the future because yep. if it's not already to be honest right because you do have <laughs> to kind of tease it a little bit like you can't just say Bam! Make me a horror game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got to. Oh say, yeah. You have to know how to finesse right, the words correctly. Right. It's, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like like being an attorney or like some sort of like like <laughs> yeah. some sort of manipulation. Like it's like it's, right. it's like you're trying to talk someone into doing something for you, <laughs> but like you're leading them there. You're not just like yep. asking yep, them to yep, do yep. this. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Like I I think it's gonna go. It's gonna it's gonna go really far as i mean so the only people that i would definitely be worried or at this point about would be like level one like tech support people oh yeah like you're or like, like um yeah i already know businesses the company i work for they use it for um not level one tech support but like knowledge sort of like, base kind of stuff right yeah like knowledge yeah like yeah like oh where do I go to request this application on my laptop that you, you could ask like a chat bot that, and then right. they would be able to tell you where, you know, what to do or where to go do that. Right. But I think it's going to get even more advanced and be able to actually help someone with a certain, certain yeah. set of problems. Not now, obviously, but in the future, yeah. very soon near future, I should say, I think it'll be able to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And you know, the art thing is a little tricky to me um, because yeah, the, the AI art you're saying, right? Because yeah. I think that, so it does come, I have seen some AI art that looked like amazing, look really good. Um, but it is using in order to be able to do that. It is using a catalog of real artists artwork without their permission. And it's using that to learn and create, you know, new art. And I think in some cases it's actually, it's actually using pieces from the this other art, um, and so I think right, that there, yeah. I think that there is a case to be made for um, they shouldn't be allowed to to do that. To they shouldn't be allowed to literally reuse pieces of other artwork. Yeah, I mean to be honest, at this point, 
I don't mm-hmm. feel like AI art is like quote unquote art from a person. You some know, of it, some of it is really good. Some of it is some really of it good. is really good. I will admit to that. Yes, but it's still like it's still not quite. I don't know. There's just something about it that I can't quite. Yeah, I mean, it depends on I what you're looking up. You tell you tell it to make some hands. They're gonna look goofy, but. <laughs> a lot of a lot of portraits Make a turkey hand <laughs> a lot of portraits a lot of animal hands a lot of stuff like that like they like look uh, not hands portraits i don't know what i said i meant portraits whatever i said i meant portraits um yeah. they look pretty good but again yeah, do. i don't know how much of that is reusing some other artists artwork or is actually so i think it's okay if it's looking at other artists artwork and learning how to do it but then it makes something new like that should yes. be okay um, because I mean, it's scary if you're, if you're an artist, I think you would still, as an artist, you should sell the fact that like, you're a real person that can like listen to someone's wants and needs and, and meet them better than an AI. Um, right. but, but I think just from like a legal standpoint, I think it should be okay if it is literally generating a new product, but based on what it learned from these other artists, well, that's right. What I does. get what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but if but if it's actually picking pieces and then manipulating those pieces, I don't know. That's that's a little yeah, it's a little gray area. It's a little gray. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, and like you gotta you gotta also look at this aspect of it too. Is it not only looking? Is it only looking at art, or is it looking at photos and turning it them into art? Yeah, there's a Be- because that's that's another form of you know like you yeah. could take someone's copyrighted photo, create a art artwork of it and i personally would consider that to be plagiarism because it's someone yeah. else's photo you know yeah well there's the if it's more than i can't remember the percentage but if it's like more than a certain percentage uh change then it's considered okay um right but, but i'm saying like that, literally just just reproducing it in an art form yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah if there's certain percentage of change i get that that's but understandable. that still that still applies to what i was saying felt wrong to me too though so all that stuff's written in such a way that it's like intentionally vague yeah um, exactly but uh oh i had another idea and i, I lost it. oh that so there was this drawing app i used one time where mm-hmm. Um, if you're just trying to get better and better at drawing faces, there's like a uh, oh, okay. a website that will generate a different, you just hit generate, it it makes a new person and it's all AI driven <laughs> and it is crazy. Like you'll look at it and you'll be like, I think I've seen that guy. Like I think that guy made my sandwich this <laughs> that morning. That guy works at like, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that guy, like that's a real guy, um, but it's all, it's all AI generated. It's all. How just, much does AI actually know me? <laughs> is actually, he in my mind? actually uh, <laughs> it's not ai it's they're just still in like some kind of like uh footage from all these different places <laughs> yeah they're in the security cameras yeah they're just still in faces <laughs> from security cameras and calling it ai generated um, <laughs> well i don't know if anybody out there listening if they uh for one thing if you want to make that abyssal game <laughs> although i'm considering it um then uh just let us know. Hey, two people so can make it. And it. You, yeah, there you go. You, you could go. You could go totally <laughs> different ways, and it could be awesome oh, both yeah. ways. Yeah. If you if you make that game or you make some kind of content based on that, let us know so we can talk about it on the podcast and uh, do some sort of promotion. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, <laughs> I'd so love to do that. My dilemma right now with my game, and the reason why I was asking Chat GPT those questions is. So mm-hmm. I set out to make a survival horror game and I'm, and I'm actually, I'm actually doing pretty good except for I'm really, I'm really good at setting the character programming up. I'm really good at like uh, working out how to make keys and doors and stuff like that. Where I'm struggling is like actually just building an environment, like building a, yes, you know, I, I feel the same way, even yeah. with, even with RPG maker. So that's where I need help. If anybody listening knows how to do that, let me know. <laughs> um, but like I'm also, but I'm also kind of second guessing whether this is what I should be putting time into because um, there's a bunch of survival horror games have come out recently. Like uh, like I follow the indie subreddit um, mm-hmm. for indie game developers, and every week there's a new survival, and and they're way better <laughs> than what I can make. You know what I mean? So like I'm like, should I really be making a survival horror? Um, I, I really want to make that type of game, but I'm I'm trying to think. Well, how can I do that but make it a little different? And so that's what led me down the road of like, well, maybe if it was like a medieval survival horror or like a 
fantasy yeah. survival horror where you no have guns like, allowed. <laughs> yeah, you have melee, but then that takes away from because part of the survival aspect is that like you know there's a limited, especially in like classic survival horror, you know that there's a limited quantity of bullets, and so you're trying make to make the weapons degradate and you can't oh, repair them. Damn, so you're good. I didn't even have to ask ChatGPT that. <laughs> I am Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, that's a Ask good, uh, me anything. That's a good. You have some sort of crafting system. Ah, this is it. This is it right here. You just <laughs> you just made it for me, dude. Um, I just I I I think of that because like every single game that has one of those degradation systems, if it's not perfect, I yeah. will get rid of it in the game because I can't stand like having yeah. to constantly being renewing my freaking weapons when i'm like oh yeah i got this boss oh i forgot to renew my weapons uh, whatever <laughs> well in, in a game like i'm not trying to make a uh dark souls game you know what i mean like i'm not trying to make something yeah, that's yeah. like super difficult but i want it to feel like you have limited resources like you can only make so many yeah so you almost have to have like a level of strategy to it but and, then, and not... you could have weapons that have bolts and arrows i mean there could be a limited supply yeah, of those you definitely could have that yep 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 but I would definitely to 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 combat the <laughs> combat to combat the uh, stealth archer like <laughs> yeah. thing that everyone seems to do in every game. I would like very like very limit the arrows. You know well, what you could do is um, some some dungeon masters. Being a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons is like my biggest influence to to making uh, video. Yeah, games. I mean, I could see that helping definitely. Um, some dungeon masters play, and I and I really like this. Although uh, my current players, again, if you're listening, uh, I skip ahead uh, because I'm about to insult <laughs> you because they don't like they don't like that type of. Uh, <laughs> they, they, I, I've played a game before where I like the idea that like when I shoot an arrow, um, I roll a dice to see if I could retrieve it. And oh okay maybe i can maybe i can't or if i throw a pole arm like maybe See, I'm that makes me it. so maybe mad in games when i'm like shooting all these arrows into this dude and i get like three back i'm like yeah. come on i shot 50 <laughs> well, i don't want to make a game that just pisses people off but i don't know <laughs> no there's definitely a level that you can that you can do yeah um I personally, like I said, would rather have scarce arrows than have like unlimited arrows and like have them all just break when they when they hit the target. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think there should be more than enough to complete the game. But so that's that's I think that's the trick is like you're teetering on this line of like giving the player enough that they can succeed that you have it yes. has to be possible. To right, succeed. of course, of course. And, yes. and and I don't even, I don't want to say overwhelmingly possible, but it has to be like you know, like, again, I'm not trying to make Dark Souls. Like, it needs to be completely plausible that you have everything you need to succeed in the game, but still feels scarce. Like, that's the balance I'm trying to ride. Yep. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should uh, Maybe I should make this Abyssal, this Abyssal game. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I might work on that one a little bit more. Maybe, maybe this one's not such a, uh, such a bad idea. I, I, I kind of feel like I shouldn't have read it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no really if someone else if someone wants to make it or uh contribute to it in some way that'd be awesome yeah i definitely have to get back into my rpg maker stuff because like yeah I, so for me i feel like like godot or um uh unity are too advanced for me uh, as far as right now goes it's it's really not so if i were play if i were playing if i were using unity straight out of the box then it would be but i'm i'm cheating a bit because i'm using add-ons that make right. the coding part easier right okay i see what you're saying yeah i mean i don't know maybe i'll think about it but my my thing is is i got to come up with a, like a game <laughs> you know i'm like i'm kind of just like screwing around with it right now that's what chat gpt is for baby I, you know right what? i know you that's it make, well that's this could be this actually probably makes more sense to be made in rpg maker this, this I example. mean, yeah, I definitely would need to like look into like the asset side of it because like when if you only use um, RPG Maker assets, you're yeah. very limited. Yeah. Um, and to add assets in, it's very so complicated. An, <laughs> so to a certain degree, I'm an artist. I've never made any assets for a game before, but like I I can do digital art and. Well, Mike could. I've watched videos on people that draw their own tile sets for RPG Maker. Yeah, and I mean, it, it looks like something that I could do. I don't know. Maybe I looked. I looked into it. What, but we like, should I make such... a Bissell Gate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like I'm like so not so not creative that like I, I'm just like horrible at any kind of artwork. Like just absolutely horrible. I'm, I'm like I'm like doing the legwork, man. Like that's my my aspect that I like to do is just doing it, all the work of it. In all honesty, it's what I should be committing my time to. Like I, I'm I'm pretty decent at it, but I don't I don't dedicate enough time to really get really good. Um, yeah, I got you. I got and, you. And I'm like better at it than I am at podcasting. So really, it's what I should be. <laughs> It's Podcast what I about. Be committing. It's what I should be committing my time to. But there we um, go. Digital artwork. You can be. You can be better than the AI. That's the slogan now. Be better. Crowbar Colonel Panic. Be better than the AI. I'm gonna think about. <laughs> I'm gonna think about this, man. Maybe we should try to make it an RPG maker instead of Unity uh, or Godot. Godot is kind of a middle ground because. Uh, see, I never literally looked into it that far, so I don't I'm know what it's it. like. I'm downloading it I'm right down- now. I'm just doing it. I'm literally clicking on download. All right. Well, uh, I don't want. There goes a stream. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else we have to talk about. Um, I think we did pretty good. I actually do too. I think it was pretty yeah. interesting. This is a fun one. The only thing, have you gotten any new tech recently? The only thing I was going to add in was uh, a small tech purchase that I did. Um. So for me, um, not not really. Um, I'm all I could say is I'm going to be revamping my entire like network in my house. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's just like, that's a work in progress. That'd be fun <laughs> to talk about though. I love, I was really into that a few years ago and I would like to get back into it. When we moved to the new house, I didn't want to drill anything, but I've been watching videos of people running cables because you know, I worked at Geek Squad and I learned to run certain cables and walls and, and from, you know, the, the right. attic and stuff like that. But I never learned to go from like the first floor to the second floor, like in a oh, two okay. story house. And so I watched some videos on how to do that. And I'm thinking about redoing the network in this house. But Ooh. it would be such a big project that I want to do it when I don't have anything else on, on the docket. And yeah, right I know now what I've you got mean. Too many other things that I'm thinking about doing, but uh, yeah, but yeah, so I like, want to do that. Like this guy, I mean, obviously people on the podcast can't can't hear uh, see us, but uh, this guy's like a little mini PC. Uh, this yeah. is going to be like my PF Sense box once I uh, okay. get that going for my router because my current router um, for my server says that my ra- my server has two IP addresses, and I cannot get it to forget the. Uh, the one it thinks it is so yeah i'm just like this is my chance to revamp my entire you know network so that's gonna happen yeah in the future that's actually what i did in 2020 that's funny um whenever the work from home stuff first started and we thought it was gonna be two weeks um (laughs) i uh, two weeks i started building a pf sense uh actually i did open open sense opn sense open sense yeah open sense um and i think that i did that and then decided i should just do pf sense and i switched to pf sense because of there was more documentation on pf sense but i mean it's pretty it's pretty cross like you can almost read the documentation for either they're pretty they're so similar like they're like yeah yeah yeah. the same thing um, as a matter of fact, I think PF Sense is a fork of OpenSense, right? Or is it, it the other uh, way around? Um, I, hmm, that's might a be, good question. I actually be, don't know that answer to that one. I know that it's if, one or the other. I know that. <laughs> Leo will leave it in the comment which one it is. Yeah, I think PF Sense came first, and then OpenSense broke off from it because PF Sense got too. I don't know. Whatever you know how things go with that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, as far as as far as that goes, like I almost always go with the more like mainstream one mm. because I always try to do the open source one and it never works as well. Like yeah. it, it gets like eighty percent there and then the rest of it just. I'm you, I'm like ninety yeah. percent sure. I don't remember why, but I'm like ninety percent sure that I I started with open, and then there was there was some weird thing and I switched. But I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that was the case. But yeah. I'd love to do it again. Right, I have an ubiquity router right now, but I'm just using it out of the box, no changes. Like I don't have anything. Yeah, I got I got a switch and a and a AP um, that I have. I run a controller on my server, so yeah, I have. Uh, I just I just have like a out of the box uh, ubiquity router that came with an AP, and you basically just plug them up and they connect. But it's yeah, not, it's not extravagant, but I want to do like the APs in the ceiling like you have mm, yep. um, and all that. All right. Well, oh, but my I was going to say, yeah, where's your tech, man? I need I've to already, see it. I've already moved I'm on here. past it now. And so it's not going to be that interesting. But I picked up a Kindle Paperlite. Oh, uh, nice. OK. 
And... I've always kind of wanted to like get into those ones, but like I always ended up buying the the stupid LCD regular ones. Right, right. That. That's what I was gonna say. So right now I don't have a tablet because I gave my tablet to my son because his broke and mine was like pretty old, and yeah. I was like researching. Well, what tablet do I want to get? And you know, there was I wanted to do more than reading, but the like the main thing I wanted it for was for reading. And I really yep. just, every time I would look into getting a tablet that had an LCD screen, I would just think, but I don't want to read on this thing all day. And so yep, yep, yep. I kind of just decided that the, the Kindles are cheap enough that you can buy a device that is just made for that purpose. Purpose built. Yep. Yep. And, and, and it, and it's literally all it does. That's, that's the thing. It's like when I got it, I was like compelled to, to look at it and, and you know, go to the home screen, and then look. But but it does nothing. It does nothing but but sell you books <laughs> and read books. That's like all it does. And yep. and so I've found myself reading more because I do get that urge, like the urge you get to look at your phone. I do that with this, where I'm like, I just want to pull it out and look at it. And then it's like, but what am I going to do? I guess I'll read, read another chapter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've read I've read more since I got this thing. Um, and you know, I was a reader before. I read um 14 books last year um wow and uh that's that's impressive dude because like i don't read almost at all except for documentation stuff. i was the same way <laughs> last year was the year that kicked it off for me um and i was the exact same way and until until last year i had a goal to read 10 and then i started doing that podcast and that kicked it into high gear to, to read more and more um but yeah i can i can say that this has encouraged me oh and that's also including audiobooks I started out, um, I could not make myself sit down and read a book. And it's probably the way you feel. I think a lot of people are in yeah. this boat. I just, got, I just don't have time. That's my thing. That's exactly, that's exactly what I said. And, and you're not wrong. We live busy lives. That's, that's just how it is. Um, I only time I would read was when I was sitting on the toilet <laughs> and I, it, <laughs> I just don't need to sell the toilet enough to get through a whole book. Right. So like it would, it would take, <laughs> like, I would never finish a book. Legs um, are going numb, falling off the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started listening to audiobooks on the drive to work because I used to have a really long drive commute to work and right. um like an hour both ways. And right, so right. I would listen to two or three chapters a day, and then it got to the point where I was so interested in those stories that at home I would be like, Well, I want to read the book, but like I don't want to just sit back and like listen to to an audiobook. So I would try to do things and listen, but like, I, unless I'm right. driving, I can't, I can't like do something else and listen to an audiobook. I can't follow it. I can yeah, follow I it agree. when I'm driving, yep. but I can't like, you know, clean a room or something like that. Um, and so that's what got me into, okay, well, I'm going to set aside 30 minutes and just read. And then I would read and I'd say, well, I got to get to the end of the chapter. That way, when I get back in my car, I know where to start the audiobook. <laughs> right. and, and now, like, there was a day that Becca and uh, my son went to some something and they were gone for like four or five hours. And like the whole time they were gone, I put on reading music and I read the whole time they were gone. And that was like the most. I don't even, I, I can't even think of doing that. Like that just. <laughs> To I'm, me personally, that feels yeah. like a waste of time. Not that for know, you, like I, I understand, I, I know get you no, doing it, but I for me personally, doing it, I completely like, get it. I used to also be, yeah. I used to also be in that same space. And even recently, uh, like last night, I sat at my computer and I was gonna play a game, but I was like, you know, I really would just rather just read that's amazing yeah i'm telling that's, you it was a, that's like I can't, I can't even fathom that and so <laughs> and so like you see the books on the shelf behind me i've read yep, a few yep, of those yep. but for the most part they're just there because i wanted a copy of the book but i've really been right, reading yeah, them yeah. on here um so how how harsh is the is the screen on that like the brightness like can you like adjust it pretty granular granularly i have it set to auto right now so auto adjust okay. yeah. yeah you can set it but then um most of the time i keep it on this dark mode um, oh they have it, a dark mode yes yeah i usually Sold keep for it on me <laughs> it, it, believe it or not there actually is times though where like like uh i'll be reading on uh if it's if i'm like outside or something then i'll yeah i get that yeah me. Yeah, well, so I don't cool. know. I'm super into it, and uh, uh, hey, that's good. I still want to get a tablet, but um, you know, 
I just want a cheap you're pretty tablet. Much, you're, you're pretty much like stuck with Apple. That's like it because everything else is kind of trash, to be honest. I like the uh, the one I like is too expensive. I'm not going to buy it. But the the tablet that I was really I was really close to trying to buy was the uh, Samsung Galaxy 11 Elite or something like that. It's, it's a yeah. It's the new Samsung uh, Galaxy tab um, with a nice. I, I thought, oh, I'll I'll use it with a drawing stylus, but you know, I, I've had tablets with drawing. I, I usually don't draw on a tablet. There's people that do, and <laughs> more power to those people. But yeah, I just I'm not that guy. All right, I guess we'll round out the episode. Yep, sounding like it. All right, hopefully our schedules are getting back on track, and we will do. I hope so. Shortly, um, I'm gonna play with Godot between now and the next episode. Okay, and cool. I'll, and I'll talk about it. I don't. I'm not. Uh, right now, I'm not feeling like I'm going to come back next week and say, "Oh man, I'm switching everything to Godot," and I'm only going <laughs> to I'm only going to develop on that. Um, but uh, I'm going to play around with it and see uh, and, and see what it's like. I think I will probably still be sticking with Unity just because I'm already invested. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, if anybody out there wants to work on a Bissell Gate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us know. All right, and peace.